We are live on the side quest live. Hello, everybody. That was weird. I have no idea why I said that. Hello, uh, everyone. Um, welcome to the side quest, your weekly beautiful escapade into the land of video games and stuff. Uh, I'm one of the hosts, Dolly Demowski. Sorry, my mic. I gotta fix it. My microphone's always. Covering Dolly Domofsky. <laughs> that, that giggle up there is from JJ, the Paxist holder. Look at that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> He's like, uh, 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 there it is. Yeah, wearing yeah, the, yeah. the Kraken. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. It's an awesome jersey thing. It's an awesome sweater. Sorry, they call it a sweater. A don't sweater. They? Thank you very much. I know. Yes. I'm a Red Wing guy. I know it's like... <laughs> um, and to his left, I guess, from him, but actually to the right of your screens, the one, the only, Taylor... At Taylor Bliss, Bliss. I'm I'm wearing my podcast shirt, so I'm ready to wearing, go. He's he's wearing a shirt for a change. Good, it's a good shirt. No, I recognize. Yeah, that. this is my this is my Monday night combat shirt. <laughs> oh oh man, that's a pack shirt. If I ever. Uh... Um, when did I get this? I I think that back in the almost octopus days, we did a like semi like not sponsored, but like officially sanctioned. Um, gaming event night, playing Monday Night Combat, and they sent us shirts because of oh, it. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and it makes me sad that uh that their ba- like Uber Entertainment night is basically gone at yeah. this point. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's a good ass game. <laughs> it was. There was way a, ahead of its time. There <laughs> was so ahead of its time, yeah. and then the so was the sequel, um, which never came out, and I'm still. Was, that, was, it, was it Super Monday Night Combat or something? Super Monday Night Combat. And it was like a first-person version of the three-on-three three or five-on-five. Five, I forget. I don't know. I had like two. I had like 200 hours in because they had a they had a semi-public beta that I was in for quite a while. And I played oh, um, nice. a bit of it. But anyway. Uh, tangent already. First one that's, minute of the show. That's what we do. <laughs> well, we got, uh, you know... 57 well, it's and a so, half minutes left. Yeah, it's so packed with news. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Time. Thank you for that great segue into our weekly news. Love it. Good job, JJ. There wasn't a whole lot of news this week, thankfully. Um, as uh, we're we're kind of we're in we're in sort of a weird spring dead zone where we got a, a bunch of the the first quarter releases are all kind of out of the way. You had your we, we had, it's time for the summer lull, baby. Time for that summer lull. It seems to be starting a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, they're getting this is typically when, when companies would be getting things ready for June mm-hmm. or the E3 stuff. So you don't hear a lot of stuff, but hey, guess yeah. what's not happening this year? E3. So companies, I think a lot of folks are sort of scrambling and trying to figure stuff out, but um, so there hasn't been a ton of news at least this past week, and it's been kind of slowing down. I'm okay with it, it gives me more time to catch up on my backlog. Uh, because there are games coming out in the next few weeks, of course, and stuff has come out already. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, <clears throat> there was one bit of news um, that a lot of people uh, seem to enjoy, I guess. I don't know, um, only because I've played the first of these games and uh, I haven't pl- and maybe the the Game Boy Advance, one of the Game Boy Advance versions and one of the DS games, which I don't I no longer know the correct order 
Um, but uh, you guys have heard of Sora, right? Smash Brothers character Sora, like the only, yeah. only the oh, the Smash Brothers character, the Smash Brothers character Sora, the VTuber you know, he, from Hollow Live, the VTuber, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're making a game based on this Smash Brothers character, okay. and they're calling it Kingdom Hearts 4. Really, it's like, wow, they're, it's they're like, just skipping right to it, huh? It's like Star Wars, it's like a new hope. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. There you go, there you go. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll find out about his origin in some of the other games later yeah. on. Yeah, I, hopefully, that's that's a you know, um, cross our fingers on that one. Uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4. I'll just say a little, you know, I'm gonna pop this thing out here. We go, Kingdom Hearts 4, the Lost I... Master Arc. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Um, so to then talk over while well, this video plays, uh, this was e exciting mostly because nobody expected a sequel to three, um, right coming, now. coming yeah. this yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, especially because of how much like, you know, lost time COVID was, it's like, okay, well that just pushes it an extra two years. So just, you know. With with how long of a gap there was between two and three, it was just like yeah, it's basically just writing it off as gone. Um, but clearly, people were happy with how three did um, because yeah. this was judging by what we're kind of already seeing in this. Like just in this, I mean, obviously this is all uh, CG trailer stuff, um, but I would guess that there was very little downtime be between three and four i, I would pointed that sora has normal human-sized feet it would appear like based on those uh... <laughs> can you imagine that he gets re he gets rewritten into like shibuya square and he has still has fucking giant ass goofy feet imagine um but yeah and, and you know it's it was just kind of a shock to them for if they do the was this is a 25th anniversary right yeah um and for them to actually have a trailer for the next like i don't know it makes it feel very real which was something that didn't happen with kingdom hearts 3 for a really really long time after two yeah. so um it was yeah. just weird to like wake up that day and already have the yeah be announced yeah, yeah. trying to you're trying to parse like is there a rumor that leaked about you? Yeah. Oh, it's a full trailer, huh? Yeah, no, exactly. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, by the way, here's the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4 at the uh, tail end of the 25th anniversary announcement message. And you're like, okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, um, I, was, I was hoping for more mobile games. <laughs> well, don't worry, there is one of those, too, that they announced in there. No, there were, like, four um, they announced. Yeah, it's so nuts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, uh, the... This could actually even be gameplay footage. I don't I like. I don't know, um, but that's. I don't know. It was kind of. It was pretty it, surprising. It makes me wonder if they had started working on this um, not long after they started working on Kingdom Hearts Three. Because if it's this far enough along, obviously they. I I would I would guess that as soon as they started like dev dev for three, they started the storyboard for four sure. once. Because you know they basically had everything solidified. They're like, okay, we have everything storyboarded. It's time to make the game, and then they're just like, all right, time to storyboard for. They they must have gotten greenlit by, um, by Sony. They're like, listen, we're gonna do two in a row. Um, we have funding for it. You're just gonna do both. Uh, I, it's way too far. It, I would be shocked. It's just so far along to, for it yeah. to have gone any other way. 
it's like let's milk this shit as fast as possible before we get <laughs> hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a new it Disney. Really does- yeah. Uh, if I mean, you know, because Disney has such a heavy hand in it, um, I, I, I don't. Kingdom Hearts I mean, show coming. Their thing, like. <laughs> Wait, there's a show coming out. Well, yeah. Go ahead, JJ. You explain this whole the whole Kingdom Hearts thing. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know the whole Kingdom Hearts thing other than I know this entire thing is owned and operated by Disney. Like, and it's like it's not a uh, accident. Well, yeah. Like, it's not like it's like Disney has a hand. Like, it, it's it's mm-hmm. has a hand. Right. It's theirs. So yeah, yeah. So like basically, basically the if there was a show in development, like that is a kind of when was when did they announce that? I wasn't actually I, I was I'm actually not, not aware of that. Was ever, I know it was one of those things where as a those Disney rumor, person, yeah. it okay. was never officially announced. But as a person that has their nose to the Disney uh, ground at all times, it was definitely something that was. Yeah, to be to be plus like to be explicitly clear, um, these games cannot happen without the express approval and go ahead of Disney. Um, So you know when I say, yeah, yeah. oh okay. So when I say that, like you know, if if these games is this far along, Disney like there there is almost no chance that Disney did not greenlight from. The date of Kingdom Hearts three started development. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're greenlit for two. It's, um, it's you know Disney maybe there was a contingency, but and those like the compilations did really really well. Yeah. Um, that rhythm game did surprisingly well. Um, and the third one did really well, and the PC launches were. Relatively probably prob- probably above par for what they expected. And, and, and so I, I, it's there's been newfound interest, especially from Disney, in Kingdom Hearts because mm. it's sort of a uh, if there's one thing Disney loves more than anything, it's being being able to exploit an IP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and by the way, look and, at this look at this note on this tweet yeah. from the person who originally reported it. Disney originally wanted to make it, but didn't work out. So Square Enix was asked to create a pilot using Unreal Engine. Yeah. As we found out, Square Enix, uh, the Kingdom Hearts 4 is being made in, was originally developed in Unreal Engine 4, but now they're pushing it to Unreal yeah. Engine 5. There may actually be a weird link to Ooh, all of that, this. That's a good thought. Well, because like, you- okay, so you have you have the multiple multi-part thing mm-hmm, because there mm-hmm. is the Kingdom Hearts is exclusive to Epic Games Store. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and the Mandalorian features all a lot of that Unreal Engine stuff. Yeah, and the ride, um, Rise of the Resistance, is uh, built off of the Unreal Engine. So uh, uh, there's a lot of crazy little uh, <laughs> stuff going on with that. So it, Disney, I mean, there's also Disney I mean, there's a lot hands in the Unreal uh, pot right now. So. And there's there's a lot of rigging stuff that comes with Unreal Five um, for face rigging and for um, other animation <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Put, putting all the math together to, to Disney prove. is uh, buying uh, <laughs> Epic confirmed. Uh, confirmed. By the way, I that love would... the little antenna from the, uh, the our background like sticks right above his head. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, on honest to God, I <laughs> they pick it up just so that they can own Fortnite. I can see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but, at this uh, at this yeah. at this point at this point, Epic is living so, uh, you know, fast and free off of borrowing 
IP from Disney um, <laughs> that I have a feeling that those ties are are pretty strong right now. Um, so I think this is probably just a really advantageous three-way partnership yeah. between Disney, yeah. Epic, and uh, and Square Enix. But um, that's cool. I didn't I didn't know about the show actually. Uh, the the it's... fact that the fact that it could be like a tag team where Square Enix is actually like deving a production show like that is very interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. The thing that will be interesting is that Kingdom Hearts is kind of one of the few properties with Disney where crossover anything kind of exists because Disney mm-hmm. doesn't really cross over their shit too much. Um, no, I mean, like the most of their crossover is in like ad spots. Like, yeah. you know, when, they, when they, you know, when they like put all the Disney princesses in a single yeah. ad and stuff or, like or that. Like Wreck-It Ralph 2 was about, oh, yeah. The, most, yeah, that's right. was about the most like, because that, that was like, the Disney crossover movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, even in the comic book space, like they own Marvel and like and Star Wars, and mm-hmm. they never meet. It's not like right. it's, it's just Disney just doesn't play that game. So like, it would be very interesting to like Disney seems to be invested in the Kingdom Hearts idea, and it may lead to like I, whoever whoever is the one person high enough up at Disney that actually yeah. gives a shit about Kingdom Hearts. You yeah. can't go, man. You can't yeah. leave. Yeah, you, you have to stay. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, in other news, um, I'm going to mention this guy. Speaking of people who can't leave or can't seem to leave, um, oh, actually, maybe can't seem to get there is 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 our boy girl. Can't seem to leave the previous generation of content. That's there you go. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to, with pixelated junk a little while longer as uh, our good friends at CD Projekt Red have decided. You know, we're going to take it in house go ahead Jay, uh, and, Taylor, you were, we were talking about this well yeah and and the the verbiage was interesting because it's basically indefinite um you know they leave it until further notice so this isn't just a we're going to bring it in house and it's going to take a little bit longer it's we're going to bring it in house and we don't know if it is ever going to happen um you can theorize that they will that they want to bring it there um but that is a huge, huge shift because they—I sure. mean—they—they they had an entire agreement with a third-party studio that was making this, and now they don't. So how how, how fucked up was this project? <laughs> right, it's not—it's not good um, because it shouldn't be that bad <laughs> to like, especially from like Xbox One to Xbox Series X. I mean, a lot of studios have made that transition pretty easily um i'm not saying you know it's obviously not a copy paste port um uh but you know people have done it very successfully you know or even you do the upscale route where you just don't remake it and you provide the upscaled version um xbox has been very successful in assisting developers with doing that just use just give just give the xbox version them pc assets and they're on the way (laughs) kind of a little bit anyway um yeah, I don't know. And that of course, was uh, with Witcher Four, or whatever it's going to be called, on the way as well. You know how it's it's a really kind of convoluted d- thing right now. You really don't want this to lag too late, yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's a sweet spot where, yes, you want Witcher Three to still be in everybody's mind, but you also don't want it to come too late where it starts to eat into the idea of the next 
of the next oh, yeah. game. So right. you're yep. still playing the Witcher Three PS5 edition while the Witcher Four is launching, and that's not really the best way. That's not uh, what they maybe, want. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you can play some of the uh, the Cyberpunk DLC. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the DLC that they announced is coming. Yeah, out. I mean, yeah, I mean, I really want to talk about the DLC because it's they announced it, and it's just now it's just going to be a matter of time before we find out whether or not they should not have done that, <laughs> which is really interesting to which me. Which is continually CD Projekt Red's problem, apparently. Oh man. Are they just are, One, they, are they just quickly realizing that maybe they just want to be Gog and that's it? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like they were on a good cadence with just focusing on one yeah. major game, and then they said, you know, let's let's try let's put Gwent out there, and by the way, let's also do Thronebreaker, and oh by the way, see, you know, we're working on Cyberpunk, and you know, by the way, it's like okay, um, yeah, maybe scale back a little bit, just focus on one project at a time. Reel it in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, so we'll see if it comes out. I don't. Know. Cyberpunk is still an, a fascinating phenomenon to me because yeah. I of what it was and what yeah. it ended up being. And those next gen versions were delayed. Game. Those next gen versions were delayed as well, right? Yeah, they like just came out. Like, oh, do they really? I don't even remember. I think I, I think like remember. the PlayStation Five version, like just like just yeah, just it was, came out like two weeks ago or something. Did it really? Okay. Something. One 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 day I might play that game. Yeah, I just I, I bought it. I started playing. I put about maybe ten hours into it, and I I stopped. One of those that's sitting on the pile. I want to get back into it, but yeah. I um, if it was under subscription, then I might be you know maybe be, be giving it a better chance. But right now, if my subscription runs out, like my subscription for Game Pass just ran out, and all of a sudden it got it, I got charged again <gasps> here in the U.S. But that won't happen in the U.K. Yeah. I why don't not? Know that story, tell me, no. tell me why. Yeah. No, all right. So the the UK's legislators in the UK have been have been talking about um, uh, this side of consumer protections for a while, which is, um, you know, a lot of the super uh, super aggressive pricing that companies put out to get you onto a subscription service. Mm-hmm. We know is because a lot of people forget about it yeah. attach a credit card to it because it's required to do the trial and then end up with recurring costs even if they forget about it um uh, this is also a bigger problem in under, other industries especially with aging demographics uh, that leave credit cards and then forget that they have services so new legislation went in for the uk uh, basically uh outlawing that practice and then requiring those subscriptions, if they are unused for a specific amount of time, and I closed the article, so I don't remember what that time frame is. I think it was like thirty-six. I think it was like thirty-six months. Probably. So like so three years. So like it still takes quite a bit of time. Uh, but those subscriptions, if they are unused, have to be automatically canceled by the vendor. Uh, so that's oh. you know, so, you know, so that's by Xbox, by Sony, by Nintendo. Um, they have to cancel those subscriptions on their mm-hmm. side. Um, basically, you know, cancel the recurring cost uh, to the consumer, which is probably a good good protection uh, yeah. because uh, it's a pretty shitty practice to just leave it because you have, w- w- regardless of what the de- demographic right. is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a 
it's probably a good thing. Um, and it will not happen in the U.S. until oh, it God, is no. absolutely required by law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all it's going to take, take is, like, one, like, politician to get really, really mad about something their kid did. And next thing you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We haven't had any laws about Fortnite yet. So I yeah. I, I, I don't have high hopes. <laughs> I think too many of the politicians are old white yeah, dudes have grandkids so it's not like they're, they're going like, to have kids yeah, they're, they're Dude, nine, one generation too far removed yeah, I yeah. think so I think so um, 45 year old son doesn't yeah. have a recurring port, uh, I, I, will, wow I will say one thing I will say one thing and that's that uh, politicians do dabble sometimes in gaming they may delay certain gaming things yeah. from happening what, what would that be what would that be I don't remember what, already what I forgot about it Gavin Newsom okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, Dal- Dali, how long how long have we been live? That was like thirty minutes ago. We talked about this. I, I already forgot. Um, yeah, so th- this is uh, coming out from from Bloomberg, and uh, I, I I can't remember if this one. Schreier was Schreier, wasn't it? Was it was it Schreier directly? It's always Schreier. Yeah. It's always Schreier. Listen, there's other people that work at Bloomberg. That's a podcast. Um, always Schreier. <laughs> so it's always sure uh but yeah so uh basically some allegations coming out that newsom for whatever fucking reason uh <laughs> decided that he was going to get himself involved in uh the ongoing shit with activision blizzard mm-hmm. um uh possibly uh delaying that process um i i mean here's the thing <laughs> Here's the thing. Activision Blizzard employs a lot of people in the state of California. 99 times out of 10. Um, That's the reason. 99 times out of 10? Yeah, that's how certain I that that's how that's how that's how certain that you can rely on this is uh, that usually it's because of jobs and therefore income tax when it comes to um, uh, governor meddling with an employer um, in the state, especially with slowing down uh financial hurt on a employer of that size at least that's my guess yeah. 99 <laughs> times out of 10 i think 99 times the, out of 10 it's always Shrider. that is exactly what i wrote on the name of this episode 99 times out of 10 it's always Shrider, which is just the perfect oh god okay that's news pick the news get it out of here yeah I'm done with it I'm done with it tired of it Tired of it already. Let's talk about some games. We've been playing games. And we're going to start with uh, the Paxist. The Paxist? The Paxist. Because I actually actually played a game that came out today. (laughs) Ooh. So should Uh I... Do you want me to go ahead and start this? Yeah, uh... start it. This is... It starts off pretty simple enough. This is the... That's the actual Switch... Tight, like the icon, like main page icon. Oh, nice. Game. Are you can, can you flip through this uh, on the yeah, yeah, yeah? I got the arrows, I see them. You got We're, the arrows, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, uh, it's the Taito uh, Milestones collection. Um, it's 10 games, uh, and it's not what you would think. Like when you hear Taito Milestones, what are you, what are you games are you thinking? You think of Bubble Bobble. Yeah. Double Dragon, maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's actually. Uh, let's see here. It's it's these ones. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, well, quicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. So these are your ten games. Uh, 
two of them you probably recognize, maybe yeah. three. Uh, <laughs> uh, they kind of they, to this. This is the title screen too. This is your game select screen. I know this looks like it's like key art to advertise this game, but this is actually what the main menu looks like. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is powered by this is Arcade Archives. The every single every oh. single one of these games is already available on the Switch. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so there's the thing. Like when I think about compilations, there's a few things that I always think about. I think about like what's included, like historical content, mm -hmm. um, obviously the game content, uh, and the value. Because as we've said before, like when I reviewed one of the previous Taito uh, compilations for uh, Space Invaders, uh, great compilation of games, absolutely the worst value for sixty dollars for like you know ten Space Invaders games, just absolutely fucking miserable. Um, I mm. think in terms of uh, compilations, like this one is forty dollars. Uh, that's kind of a rough price. But if you bought them individually, it's 10 games and they're $8 a piece on oh, the wow. eShop. Okay. Yeah. So it's technically an $80 package at half off. However, the severe caveat to that is you would never spend that $80 because you would never buy Alpine Ski, especially for $8. <laughs> it, there, there's at least, there's probably two to three games on here that are even relatively worth your time picking up. Mm -hmm. But I think they're all good. There's not a stinker on here, but like, okay. it's like, I think when it comes to compilations, I think I talked about, I, you know, I review them all the time here. Yeah. Like one of the top compilations is like, speaking of that company earlier, that Blizzard one. Mm -hmm. That Blizzard one's a really good compilation mm -hmm. because you get multiple versions of it. You get, uh, of, of the games, like you get the co different console versions and the, uh, and they like made special versions, combining the different console versions to make a perfect version. You get archival stuff. You get a jukebox. You get documentaries. You get you get a lot of good stuff for good value. I mean, none of the games are particularly great, but in terms of an archival kind of like this is our history presented in a game, it's fantastic. Um, the SNK collection is really good too. You don't get mm -hmm. a lot of the same archival mm -hmm. stuff. But you do get um, like multiple versions of the game. Like you will get the original arcade version and the uh, NES version, you know, which is really cool. Um, but then, like the bottom of the rung is obviously the um, uh, Space Invaders collection, or um, let's say uh, I would even say the Mario 3D collection was like one of those bottom of the rung ones because it's. As good as the games are, you're charging me sixty dollars for mm -hmm. some uh, mediocre emulation of some classic games. And like, it's they're good games, but it's kind of ridiculous set. You don't get anything with it other than a jukebox. Um, and this is just kind of middle of the road. It doesn't have any archival stuff, but you get all the special features uh, you're you're used to. Uh, like rewind and save states and stuff, which is fine. But a lot of these games use special controllers that you kind of lose out on. Like there's no like mm -hmm. rotational controllers. It's all Joy-Cons or joysticks or whatever. So you, you lose out on that. So I'm just going to go through some of the games that are on here. First up is, and, and this is in chronological order of release. Um, okay. So first up, you got Word. quicks or kicks or however you want to 
call this game. Uh, I've never heard it pronounced out loud. So who knows? Kix is the cereal. Yeah. Okay. So this has got to be quick. Yeah, it's got to be quick. <laughs> um, uh, so it's just one of those drawing games. You know, you, you've seen this. This is, I think it holds like a record for like one of the most copied games of all time. It's like obviously like Pac-Man and Space Invaders are two of the most copied games of all time. And this one's right there with it. Uh, it really is. You can see at the top of the screen where it says, oh, there's your claimed and uh, how much you have to claim 75% of the board to pass this level. And so you got your little um, little red guy down there that's drawing on this board. And yeah, you're just, you have these, these this green thing is an enemy and the little spark chasing your red guy is an enemy. And there I am dying. That's, uh, <laughs> Uh, so that's good. That's how you want to, that's how you want to advertise the game. Me playing it. We're just losing this, all the time. This game. I, I remember it from way, way, way back what? in the day. I think on like Commodore. This is or... 1981. All right, cool. You know, it may have been on the Apple two. Actually it was yeah. the Apple two GS is where we played it. And we, we had a free time in our, our first computer class back in like fourth, third grade, second grade. And so I played, uh, I'm old, I'm old. Yeah. And so I played, I played this game because I just yeah. love the idea of it. It's, it's fill up this space. Yeah. It's, it's a great game. I don't think mm -hmm. it controls that great on the switch. Uh, hmm. The joy, the joy con joysticks mm -hmm. are just kind of bad for this kind of, that's the sort of uh, common thread throughout most of these. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? Okay. This was, Oh, oh, I forget the title. <laughs> space. Space something. Space Force? No, that's not it. Space uh, Seeker? Yeah, I think that's, that sounds right. I'm going to look it up. I'm sorry, uh, everyone. This is great radio. Um, it's it's actually, um, let's see. Title uh, Milestones is back. Yes, yes, yes. Uh <laughs> Uh, space seeker i was space right seeker. space seeker space seeker yeah space <clears throat> seeker so uh this game's a really cool game so all of these kind of have a theme going on of like yeah. something that was new for taito that sort of put them in like uh, like on a different playing field for a lot of mm -hmm. games and stuff and this one's really cool so this is your overworld map uh if you've never played space seeker before um and the little red and white disc that's in that box or is like is represents how many lives you have. Um, and that's also the sort of player token that you control. And those little things that look like turrets are kind of attacking. And there's like little red uh, ships that are going, it's a very basic looking thing. Like this is a, it's, it, this map is very ugly and it's hard to tell what's going on most of the time. But what's cool about it is there's two different play styles. So you have this, which is your typical like, Defender R type style side scrolling shooter. Um, and this is 1981 as well. So this is a really old game. Uh, and the other play style is this sort of like FPS oh, wow. cockpit mode shooter, which for 1981 is really good looking. Like I was kind really of... impressed visually how this particular part of this Millennium Falcon style cockpit gunner things going on. I was gonna say this. Um, this definitely looks ahead of its time. Yeah, but this is 1981. This is this is pretty mm -hmm. pretty wild. And again, that's why it's on the collection. This is like Taito pushing the limits of what they were doing at the time, obviously. 
Um, you know, this is well beyond what Space Invaders was doing in the 70s at this point. Uh, you have Alpine Ski, which there's nothing to talk about with Alpine Ski because when you go to, this is just the <laughs> uh, track screen. Uh, it's just ski-free, basically. I was going to say, is this ski-free? You're just, you're just kind of slaloming around, collecting points. Ski-free, but, no, uh, yeah. but no abominable snowman? No What's the point? Yeah, ski-free ski until you hit a tree. Yeah, here's me eating shit and getting covered in snow. Well, a skeeter laughs at me. It's good. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a fine little game, but there's nothing to really exciting about this. Is and every genre is different. So this is the sports game on the uh, on the compilation. Uh, this is oh, uh, uh, Frontline, Frontline, uh, and Frontline is Commando, predating Commando, like. Those games were, this and Akari Warriors were like inspired by this game. How it looks here is how it plays. It's just, you're walking upwards on the screen, shooting enemies, but it's like a dial shooter. So it's, but it doesn't play like a, like in a normal compilation, you would just turn this into a twin stick shooter, but it doesn't really feel that way because it's like, it was like a turning dial on the arcade board, on the arcade control board. And that stuff's not here. And it just plays really, really bad. Um, but uh, it's on here because it was an influence for much more successful arcade games from other companies going forward. <laughs> um, you have Wild West Western? Or, yeah, Wild Western, which basically is just the same as the previous game, but you're a cowboy. Uh, shooting uh i i guess I, unclear but i'm obviously i think it's supposed to be cowboys and indians so you know nice tactful game mm -hmm. uh and it has this cute little mini game where you're ugly cowboy and ugly horse that looks uh, it looks like that looks it's like a, like a notice horse a, a horse and a giraffe yeah and notice the dude's Our head is just, yeah. the cowboy's head is just the number three. Oh, that's amazing that's uh, actually kind of <laughs> awesome <laughs> And that little thing uh, you see on the ground is like you shoot it with your gun and then it shoots in the air. It's basically like try to shoot a coin multiple times in the sky. And it's just like a little mini game that plays on it. Uh, now you have this, which I guess is called Chack and Pop. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the predecessor to um, Bubble Bobble. Uh, as you can uh. see. As you can see, the villains in this would come back for Bubble Bobble, the monsters. Um, and it's this cute little, like, here's this little Pac-Man style setup where these monsters come in and take all your hearts. Uh, so the stage then, so this is like what the level looks like. It's a little maze. Um, I don't know if anyone's played this one before. Has anybody played this one before? I've never heard of this. Okay. So yeah, it's, you can see it's a little maze. And so your guy has little stretchy legs. So, like, if you want to go up, you can you stretch your legs up to go up those stairs. But also, you can stick to walls. Um, but only, like, but not, like, the edge of the maze, but, like, on the ceiling and stuff like that. And you're those little eggs that are hanging from things are, like, the... It's basically a timer. Eventually, they start dropping and they hatch the little monsters from Bubble Bobble. 
Um, and your attack is basically Bomberman. You throw grenades and they fill up a section of the screen. And if you get caught in it, you die. And if the enemies get caught in it, they die. And you want to free the hearts. And you can see they float their way up to the exit and everything. And you just, it's, it's a complicated little maze game, but inspired by, like, you can definitely see the, uh, where Bubble Bobble comes from playing this going forward. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why it's in it because it introduces the main villains from Bubble Bobble. It's uh, it's it's cute. Now the best game on the collection yeah. is Elevator Action. Love this um, game. It's one of my favorite arcade games of all time. Uh, look at this logo. This logo is absolutely incredible. Uh, yes, <laughs> I the M. I, I, it's so great. I I never get tired of seeing the weird uh, James Bond N on this thing. And Elevator Action is just a really simple arcade game, but it's really fun. You are going up and down in an elevator. Bad guys are coming coming in and out of the doors. You shoot those bad guys. Um, a cool thing about this one, and and like eventually the elevator kind of bottoms out. And you have to get off the elevator and like go downstairs and things and getting into other rooms and stuff. Uh, but that was I do this like sequel stair action. Stair action, yeah. Uh, stair master. Um, oh, yes. Uh, I liked the one thing I always liked about this was if you started shooting too soon, you could hit one of the lights and it drops down and it makes everything go black. Uh, oh, so, sweet. so it, it's trying to stop you from spamming just fire because you can, there's, you, there's no ammo meter or anything. Um, but, uh, it's, this game's fun. This is a good arcade game. Uh, it, it's, it's like the perfect type of arcade game. It's just a high score. How far can you go? kind of thing and it's just it's one of my favorite arcade games of all time i love how the the hero for some weird reason reminds me of parker lewis from parker <laughs> lewis can't lose in the great he's 80s got show. very bad posture very bad posture yeah uh and some less bright red shoes it's great um <laughs> it's my pax uh, outfit yeah <laughs> great that's there you go uh fairyland story uh you play a little witch character and uh it's basically load runner in a, its own little way or like ice climber or uh lolo or things like that like you're just you're just trying to beat these enemies how do you beat these enemies well you have magic that turns them into little cakes Ooh. uh the cake here what I've done here is useless because he's going to unturn into that cake shortly. What you have to do is turn them into a cake on one of these things and drop it down a level so it smashes. And you can also drop the cake on enemies' heads and uh, they die as well. And 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 obviously the enemies get more uh, complicated. Actually, this game actually has like an ending. Like it has a final boss, which apparently Taito hated. And they said, don't include a final boss. And he said, no. Uh, and <laughs> And, and kept the final boss in an ending in the game, like <laughs> which is a real good fu move, and I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, it, it's a cute little game. I want it's one of the it's one of the more playable ones on here. It's just a really cute Mario Brothers arcade game style um, action platformer. Um, Haley's Comet, which is actually probably my actual favorite game on this list. How many, uh, how many favorites we got, JJ? This is my actual <laughs> favorite. This is my legit. Okay. Everything else after this sucks. Uh, but this one is actually a really solid uh, vertical shmup. Um, 
and it's like you're going from planet to planet and like eventually you go into the comets because like this came out at around the time of the whole Haley's Comet thing so it's you know it's 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 cashing in on the craze the Haley's Comet craze uh but it turns out like the comet is like an alien like you go inside the comet and it's like a boss fight and everything but it just has some good visuals it has a nice like map system on the side where you're going towards the comet it actually has really nice like comet trail effects going on um for some of this stuff it doesn't look so great in uh uh you know switch in a screen cap okay. mode but like in action it's it's really kind of a cool effect going on there um, so are these is are a lot of these like in vertical um... the, so, only a handful of them are in vertical so okay. like you can and, and obviously like with any of the arcade ones like if you have like the flip grip like you can play this in tape mode. Okay. Um, okay. So, which is which is nice. Like you can actually set the settings for it to be in tape mode, um, which is the ideal way to play this game. Uh, and the last one here is Ninja Warriors. Um, this game was a wild game when it came out because okay, you will see. I don't have you ever played Ninja Warriors before? I actually think I I have. I okay. Believe I, have. Uh, I I have not. Uh, this is how wide the screen yeah. is. Uh, this is a triple monitor game, and they did it in the most absurd way possible. Uh, so, so the middle, the middle screen is one of those mirror reflections in the actual arcade cabinet. Oh, uh, so, and the two mm -hmm. monitors on the side are actually in like your the monitor cabinet itself. Um, so it's the middle screen is being reflected into in between two other monitors for just reasons i guess so it's not too top heavy i don't know uh it looks terrible and it's hard to maintenance these systems because you have to line them up perfectly uh to get this god what a fucking nightmare it's a nightmare of a game it's <laughs> a i can't i can't believe it got greenlit to be quite honest yeah it's a wild little thing uh and it's ugly <laughs> um look at how that man is chasing after you with the knife at crotch level doesn't really seem like that. I mean, that's how you. I would chase after someone, yeah. just crotch also, level knife. Also, I feel like every every soldier that you're killing in this is a man of color, and it seems weirdly racist. I don't know what's going on with this game. Wow. Um, but there are also weird enemies like of the arcade era. It's like it's a little hunchback man with giant claws. Okay, that doesn't make any sense compared since I've been like fighting military goons all all afternoon. But okay, um, this game sucks. I don't like this game at all, <laughs> and it makes me mad when I'm like, I got to this game and I was like, why would anyone make this? It's so complicated visually with the way the arcade cabinet work. And then to try to put it on the Switch seems like that's a real audacity. Uh, especially if you're playing this in handheld mode. Can you imagine what this looks like? <laughs> oh, man. No, I like, it's like un unviewable. Yeah, it's it's absolutely a nightmare. It, it, this is easily the worst game on the compilation just for aesthetics alone. Um uh, and that is the last game on the compilation, and I can only assume it's on there because of how ridiculous the arcade cabinet was. Um, they're like they're probably thinking, "Hey, these kids got to see this today. These yeah. these young kids, these young bucks, got to see what we had to deal with in the '80s." Yeah. So, yeah. So those are your ten games. Uh, okay. This is 
an okay compilation. It's hard to, I'm just going to stop the slideshow and you can just go back to. I mean, it sounds, um, this, this seems more like preservation for preservation and less yeah. about, oh, thank God we, we've collected our best. Yeah. Um, which, which I honestly, I, I respect in and of itself. Yeah. Um, um, it's just one of those things where there is a sort of method to the madness of this compilation. Like it's not as random as it may appear, uh, but it's still like an odd sort of compilation, assortment, really assortment. Like it's yeah. like I said, it's neat that it's like one of every genre. It's like a Noah's Ark situation where it's just like, <laughs> Uh, preserving Taito's <laughs> weird little uh, side projects that paved the way for better projects in the future or like inspired better games. It's just a weird, weird way of putting something out. Um, it, it makes more sense that these were released individually under the Arcade, arcade Archives uh, header, uh, which these all are. These all have the, when you get into the games, they have all of the menus. If you've downloaded one Arcade Archives game, uh, on any of the consoles, whether it be PlayStation or Switch or whatever, they all have the same interface. Um, and it, that's the better way to get some of these games. I would definitely say for eight bucks, get Elevator Action or Haley's Comet. Uh, but you don't have to get. Or uh, wait for this to go on sale and get the yeah. whole collection yeah, for $12. If, if this game, if, if you see this game for like $11.99, yeah. Yeah, it's a fun little throwback to uh, uh, what used to be a powerhouse um, compilation, like a studio. Like Taito yeah. used to be like top dog. I mean, this is the Space Invaders people. They did Bubble Bobble. They did Double Dragon. You know, these that's what these people do. Um, this feels like a lot of the, uh, I don't want to say B tier, but let's feel like B tier. But it's absolutely the B tier. Yeah. Like the only like, Kicks and uh, or quicks, uh, <laughs> and elevator action are really the only two on here that have any sort of like household name, I would say, mm -hmm. in any sort of way. Um, more elevator action just because it was such a prominent game in the mid 80s in like every arcade, mm -hmm. um, sure. and, and, and kicks just because it's been copied a thousand and one times, like. It's like a mini game in other games now. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. uh, if you need a quick flash game to advertise your bad movie in 2004, uh, you just do a Kicks clone. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's just how things, that's just how things were then. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, all, there's not, with the exception of the Ninja Masters, there's not really a stinker. Ninja Warriors. Ninja Warriors, yeah. <sighs> Uh, yeah, uh, there's not really. I don't think. I don't think this thing. dude's even a fan. No, <laughs> I, 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 I like this as strictly a preservation sort of concept, even though it's not really a particularly good, not imperfect. Ever. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing because it doesn't do anything special. You're not mm -hmm. getting anything. And I, I, I was like, it would be cool if they included some uh, background stuff. But also, I bet you most of these games have zero background. There's probably very little key art for a lot of these games, especially like the earliest ones. Like, do you think there's like a cool design doc for Alpine Ski? Just well, yeah, I mean, here's the, yeah, the big, the bigger thing is, is that there might have been, but yeah. like this is the, we're talking about we're at this point we're talking basically pre-preservation. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, God, I mean, 
some of so like Quix was made in 1981 by a husband and wife together. Like you know, they're, they're yeah. we're talking about we're we're not talking about exactly. studio stuff where there's legacies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's a very simple compilation. It's got some fun games on it. At forty bucks, no. Yeah, it's a rough. That's a rough. That's a rough, rough sell. Uh, at, at and I hate to do that sometimes because I sometimes I, I do understand that like value is different for different people. But mm-hmm. in th- for these types of compilations, I think it's important because you are getting fleeced in somewhat in a lot of these compilations. And I yeah, I mean the the biggest the biggest thing is that like you know you could realistically find an arcade ROM and load yeah. this up on a MAME emulator for many years or yeah. as it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for well, like, all of these titles like, i bet you every single one of these is on ant arcade which was like free on <laughs> epic game store and it's just like oh you give us like a quarter and you get to play like a round of alpine ski and you're like okay cool that seems fair um right and then you would play literally that round and probably never play never alpine ski again Do you, don't <laughs> pay, yeah you're not gonna pay eight dollars for alpine ski that makes no sense yeah but like, but yeah, and a, like I said, the compilation is half off what it would be if you bought them individually. But you would never buy all of these games. So right, wait first. I if you like old games, wait. I, these will be cheap at some point. Let's, and there is a physical edition edition of this. Okay, like there's oh, okay. You can, you can buy this. That will that will definitely go on sale. Yeah, so that, was, that would yeah. be the best way to get it because like. There's going to be the cheapest. It's going to be one of those best buy five dollar more. Going to wake up and Wario sixty four is going to tweet out that <laughs> uh, the title milestones collection is uh, four ninety nine at Best Buy, and you're going to order it. And yep. one day it's just going to show up, and you forgot you ordered it. And that's the best way to get this game. <laughs> that's like the most JJ thing ever. By the way, yeah, that's how that's how, that that literally. I feel like you just recounted a story that happened to you recently. <laughs> Listen. There you I, go. Listen, I didn't need Sonic Mania on the PlayStation, but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Title milestones. Yep. And I'm, uh, as a designer, I'm very offended by this PowerPoint ass looking. This stuff's is not amazing. Even, stuff's not even lined up. There's stuff yeah. not even lined up on the screen, and I'm, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I've had to hold my thumb. This, this. <laughs> so the freaking main, funny, man. Uh, All right, moving on. Moving on. Um. I uh, I've got a lot to talk about. I don't have anything to talk about. I'm going to talk real quickly. Um, I'm going to mention uh, definitely go see um, everything everywhere all at once. JJ mentioned it on like was it like Sunday? You mentioned it. So, yeah, you I, saw, it. I like, saw it Sunday. I I went Monday. Um, there were parts of that when I was almost. I mean, I definitely. I think I actually. Uh, shed tears in a couple little areas it, it, yeah. it gets you real emotional it's a as a kung fu movie it's not a kung fu movie it's a completely no. different but check that out check it out okay um that's not what i want to talk about i just want to get people to 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 go for that um uh halo halo has a tv show halo infinite that. you finally started playing halo, halo infinite. infinite no uh, halo tv show uh i thought you know let's 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 get into the master chief let's let's be inside master chief it's so wrong. Um, I'm gonna watch. I, I decided I got Peacock for free, or what's it? What is it? Paramount, Paramount. Plus, whatever. I don't even know anymore. There's like 50 of them. So I watched the Master Chief show, the Halos, and uh, I, would you be, know, man, I, they should have called it the Master Chief show. The, it, yeah, the Master Chief show. <laughs> now, <clears throat> I wish it was the Master Chief show 
but it's <laughs> not because what it is is the John, whatever his name is, uh, also known as Master Chief Show. Mr. Um, Chief. Mr. <laughs> it's Mr. John Chief. Mr. John what Chief. Did it, what did it, so uh, I got to say, what I love about it. Halo is that Chief is, we, we haven't seen him take his helmet off in the game, ever, right? In the series. He is this mysterious dude, which you know he has a dark background. You know shit's happened to him. Um, but you don't need to see it unfold. You don't need flashbacks. You don't need any of that in the game because the game is about living in the, the now. <laughs> it's the now. It's saving the planet. It's, it's saving the universe. It's about, I got to kill aliens and the, find the, cool shit along the way. The stuff um, that made you who you are today is what's motivating you to be uh, the best possible person that the universe needs to save the planet. Yes. And uh, very little explanation about the past. It's just he here and now in Halo. And that's what I, I really kind of like about it because with the helmet on and it's the whole kind of Zelda thing, it's the whole, you know, it, it's the reason why Nintendo doesn't put voices to a lot of their characters. It's that um, it's meant to be you. Master Chief, in a way, is is sort of us because the helmet's always on, right? So you kind of feel like you're Master Chief. In this show, in the very first episode, halfway through, takes his helmet off. God damn it, his helmet's been off for 80% of the show, maybe even longer, 80% of the series so far. I got a, uh, I got, I got a quick question. Because I don't know anything about this show because I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm going to, um, yeah. Is Master Chief played by a well-known actor in this? Is it somebody He's that... played... Um, Based on that, I'm going to say no. No, not well-known, like... but you've seen him in things. He, It's Pablo Schreiber, who's been in... Um, uh, he's actually... He was in The Fall of Reach. Okay. Uh, which, and he's been in a few... Uh, okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not, I, I take it like Not Fall of Reach. He was in... Um, I was looking at a Wikipedia entry. He was, he's in the, what's the, uh, the gods show from, uh, Neil, Neil Gaiman. Oh yeah. The, uh, yeah. He plays I the leprechaun it. basically. Yeah, yeah. But he's been in a I bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, Lee, Lee Schreiber's brother. You guys might know Lee Schreiber, right? His brother. Sabretooth. Anyways, Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, I think he's, a, he's a pretty good actor too. He's, 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 because I'm like, is it, is it the. Is it the uh, Marvel situation? It's like, God damn it, if we're gonna pay Tony, if we're gonna pay Robert Downey Jr. Uh, no. millions and millions of dollars, you're gonna see Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> this no, this started off as a Showtime show. It bounced around a lot. Yeah. Um, the budgets kept getting cut to the point where the first episode has freaking Shelby Silverados in there. This is set like 700 years in the future, and you got a Shelby, you got a 1998 Chevy Silverado in it. Um, it uh. There's so much exposition in this show <laughs> where they have to explain every little thing in excruciating detail. That's the and worst kind so, of sci-fi. It's so bad. Like the, yeah, you all, the characters yeah. understand what's going on in the universe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so y'all 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 remember Fringe? Anybody yeah. a Fringe fan? Oh, yeah. I just started rewatching like, it. Just rewatching it. Like that's, I feel like that's yeah. the antithesis of this, which is Fringe just said, like, I mean, there's a little bit of exposition yeah. from, I, I forget, of I mean, course, like, the characters and actors' names. Bit, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's like, to, uh, 
it, it, it asks yeah exactly it, it asks you to take the leap with it it's just like yeah. yeah we're gonna we're gonna see this person's last sights by looking into their eyeballs and that's it that's that's all they say they don't yeah, explain right. how that happens yeah. they just say it this whole show is trying to explain what what is happening in the halo universe is yeah. a, a bad idea so, so the uh Episode three, you see uh, Master Chief's bare naked ass. Nice to the point where I, I don't care about ruining. You can, you can fast forward this for the next couple minutes. I don't care about what's, ruaining this what's story. The old it's stupid. Uh, oh yeah, the old um, like uh, the suit jerks him off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, basically, yeah. So uh, not in this because uh, uh, episode three, you see bare ass not Master yet. Chief, um, and he. Uh, he he realizes oh why don't i have emotions wait i have a i have a chip in my ass cheek or whatever in my ass crack that that wait, really? prevents that prevents me from having emotions all right let's spend time taking the let's spend a an excruciating 12 minutes of this 40 minute episode discussing this emotion chip and going through the feelings that master chief has uh, because he finally gets this chip out with the help of Cortana, who it's just and Cortana, by the way, just looks horrible. They're just bad CGI. Uh, this is a bad show. Remember it's like Terminator it went 2, from, where they just kind of vaguely worse. explain it's, what the neuroprocessor is. And then so I, you know, it, again, over explanation, over explanation, and everything. The Mandalorian does did a great job in that first season where you don't see his face, you don't know who. I mean, you know who the actor is, but. You you live in that moment, which yeah. stuff has you know the history, but you're in the moment of what's happening now. With Halo, the only freaking people who are watching Halo on TV is Halo fans. You're not yeah. gonna pull in. Oh, I'm gonna flip from Star Trek. And I'm gonna flip from Below Deck, and I'm gonna flip from another you know live live TV whatever documentary. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna watch Halo because all my because my grand no. It's Halo fans. So just focus on the fans who already know yeah. everything about it. You just want to see Master Chief blow up shit and do cool stuff. Just yeah, it's 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 weird that it sounds like it was a show made for mass market instead of like it was. Yeah. And it's they don't they didn't know who their audience was. It's it went from being a boring show to do you think to not it, it just bad. Just just bad. Do you think this is like uh like a Corman Fantastic Four situation, like they just needed to get this out to retain rights. I think they probably did. Yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> like, shit, we got to finish it. Um, yeah. And not only that, I will say this. I'm going to end it on this. Uh, they've already so Playland says it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to go to a second season because they've already agreed to a second season. They already greenlit um, it. They already greenlit yeah, it. Yeah, it's it. here's the thing: is that it's one of those things where it is still possible for them to pivot back to the stuff yeah. based on feedback. Yeah. Um, it's just that it will – there are many, many shows that have bad first seasons and recover. Um, yeah. But <laughs> – your, your response is exactly it because I'll tell you right off, you know exactly where – and I'm, this is where we're going to end this conversation because I've already been talk, – I've talked you're, You can already – you already know where this season's – the whole season's yeah. going. Yeah. No, uh, you, you, you already know where the show is going. Where uh, okay. In the – theme song it starts off with the priest singing uh and you're expecting okay here comes the guitar riff here it comes here it's wait it went into like techno pop and it went, <laughs> they butcher the halo theme and it's over it's anyways halo uh 
first four episodes, it's just it's just bad. It's it's I'm really I'm bummed because I thought Halo would have been a fantastic Halo should be a movie series, like a trilogy of movies to get because that's the only way you're going to get it's it could be the modern Lord of the Rings for this generation really video, for, for, uh, yeah, for, for for video game music or for video, for game, video game movies for yeah. video game movies it really could be because it has everything there to to get but they and now I, the only thing i can think of the only thing i can say now is like you screwed up four episodes in, you screwed up the first season maybe i don't know how do you recover but then at the same time you, it's too early to even think about rebooting it. I mean, you're like five plus years, yeah. six years away from. If, even if you like, stop now, you're like, well, what are we? We got to give it breathing room. It's got to be like, a while before you. Narratively, it. what's it doing? Is it trying to retell a Halo story? Is it trying no. to just be its own thing? It's trying, trying, it trying, trying to be trying to be everything. It's taking the entire Halo saga and bits and pieces and just ramming. It's like here's how Cortana was made. Let's go through every detail. Of how not only how but why they created Cortana, who they based Cortana off of. Yeah. Let's go. Let's okay. Oh, by the so way, the person the, they based. It's oh, it's like it's oh like the God, like. Can you info. tell what the end game is of this series? Like what's like or like season one? Yeah. Is there like a goal? No. Is it like? <laughs> no, it, there actually is no goal because they just okay. they find the artifact and the whole thing is like, well, what do we do with the artifact? I don't know. Let's just take it back to the place that we just escaped from. It's just really bizarre storytelling anyways it's enough it's I enough about halo forget it i'm done yeah, i need mcguffins damn it i need my yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> uh you can play halo on the steam deck so let's let's you you you, you 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 can but i have but i haven't tried yet <laughs> yeah. um yeah i mean i don't i don't have um master chief collection for steam uh i only have it for uh, Game Pass, but way, I Halo also Infinite, apparently Halo Infinite has now dipped below Master Chief Collection in terms of uh, for players on on Steam. So yeah, I mean, so I, I will talk about that just for one brief moment, um, which is the overall trend of trying to equate a game's success and future with its existing Steam player account okay. is a natural fallacy on a especially for a game which is released primarily with a console player base especially mm -hmm. something like halo infinite um we can dunk on it all we want and plenty of uh pc players do for various reasons and some many of them justified i'm not saying that halo infinite's good um but it's on game pass for free and steam captures a small such a piecemeal fragment uh, of a game which is a console based or console first game it's a very weird phenomenon to uh, that a lot of people have grafted onto which is i don't know what's the steam count how many people are on steam right now it's just like we got i don't know i it's it's um it's frustrating because steam is not the end-all be-all of whether or not a game is successful or whether or not a game is going to have longevity um, in the long run. Anyway, the Steam Deck is great, anyway. and <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, so I got mine on Wednesday. It arrived. I ordered it last. I got my invitation last Thursday. Um, uh, I could probably see myself playing it, uh, playing uh, Halo on it. Um, let's see. Let's exit. Um, 
I've been playing recently uh, Vampire Survivors, which I picked up because it was on sale. Um, I just just resumed it from sleep. There, it's all blurry. Per- <laughs> let's here, hold on. 30. I'll get. I'll give. I'll give everybody a treat and um, turn off my background blur. Oh. You, you can see my my bed sheet, which I use to keep my daughter out of my bookshelf. Um, <laughs> Smart. And your ex- spudge trooper. <laughs> extremely, extremely effective. By the way, she really literally has. She has literally not tried to go on the bookshelf since we put up that sheet. Um, my daughter's yeah, twelve. So, will, will that work? <laughs> it might. I don't know. I don't want to speak to the relative intelligence okay. of your of your twelve year old daughter, Dally. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Vampire Survivor. I literally just pressed the power button um, yeah. to turn this back on. The by far the most impressive feature for this. Um, it sounds really stupid. Uh, coming from a console like the switch which does this exact same thing um very easily and and has for quite a while um but the sleep and resume on the steam deck is extremely good um has not failed yet i've tried it on a few games um i can put it on display real quick press the power button gives you a little wink and it's off um and we're talking about an actual computer going to sleep uh, yeah. With a game game and application running, um, and if I power it back on, it does it's a little haptic feed, little great. haptic feedback, and there then it's it's back on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, pretty perfect for what I was looking it's, for. It's such a great feature. This, again, this is where you can only do it if you own the hardware, right? But you can only create this. You, you can't do it on a regular PC for me to try to get. In, yeah, I, I can't run. You know, if I'm if I'm in another room, and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to play Vampire Survivors. If I come running over into my into my in my uh, computer room here, open up the laptop. I have to wait. OK, wait a second. OK, now I can log in. OK, now I got to open Steam. So I'll wait, wait. OK, see, now I got to hit the play button. OK, That's you know, it, but it's nice to just be. <laughs> I, I, yeah. and, I mean like it it Let's sounds go. it's 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 funny because it sounds silly um and so it's it's so and it's so easy to take for granted um and vampire survivors might not be the ideal yeah. uh example because of it's a you know it costs it costs three dollars it's a simple game um but it low works fidelity. for yeah exactly low fidelity i mean i played it for almost five hours today okay. uh <laughs> while while I was working, um, you, and you you uh, you took a break from playing it. To I work. took a break, yeah, and and I still had over thirty percent battery left on the Steam Deck um, yeah. after that 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 it, period low, of time. Yeah, low fidelity game, yeah, that that will definitely right. Yeah. So, but the point is, is that I could do that with any game, um, and. You know, the one thing you need to keep in mind is that, of course, some games are going to not like that. Um, Elden Ring is a good example. Yeah. You're going to have to play in offline mode. Um, Elden Ring has a lot of bugs where if you pull the internet cord um, or if your internet goes out, it will kick you back to main menu, that kind of shit. Um, so you have to temper expectations and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, so far, everything that I've tried has run extremely, extremely well on it. Um I uh, may have uh, gotten some things loaded on it that certain companies would not like me to be doing. Um, <laughs> those also run uh, very nicely. Listen, on it. if there were if there were any Sentinels out there, like maybe thirteen of them, you know, it's possible. Your door, 
so. Yeah, I mean, they, they might be. Um, uh, you know, they, they could be uh, nearby a rim. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that runs at 60 FPS, like, easily. Uh, on, on It's... Whatever that no, would be. It's, with yeah. Whatever, <laughs> theoretically, uh, uh, in Minecraft. Theoretically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I booted up, um, I downloaded No Man's Sky just for fun. Um, it pretty much pre-selects a lot of graphics options. Um, that ran 60 FPS solid. I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't spend too much time on it uh, to really... Like, expand on like uh, who knows i could get into a space battle and it could drop i, I didn't i'm this is not a uh whatchamacallit this isn't a specs test of me going through on exactly its performance but yeah i don't know um i'm really happy with it and um As- i have a little little usb c to usb a adapter that i use to <laughs> plug a <laughs> so I think it came with a phone of mine at some point. I don't know. I literally, I, I, as as a cable and adapter hoarder, yeah. um, you know, I, I just fifteen of these now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just dropped it. There it goes. <laughs> um, of course, I did all of like the Linux commands that I needed to run, and then realized that I had it. So I was like bringing up uh, Dally. It's unfortunate because I don't think they had uh, Aperture Desk Job out. When you got yours, oh, I got it. I have it loaded up on mine. Yeah, it, it no, I know, but on that time, actually, okay, um, because it actually has a little tutorial. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's it's literally like a button tutorial for <laughs> things that you're gonna need, like pulling up the on-screen keyboard, mm-hmm. which is still less than perfect in desktop mode. Um, the biggest thing is gonna but they be finally brought it into desktop mode, which they didn't have initially at all. It was. It was a mess. Oh, the, was a mess. the on-screen keyboard was not even an option. No, it was. Uh, you couldn't force a, it. There, no, not the not the on-screen, not the on-screen, 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 yeah. Steam key. No, there was a whole separate keyboard you had to find and get loaded up, and it was it was challenging, dude. Interesting. Okay, so so originally I had to plug in, had to plug in the keyboard basically. Is what so originally, if you went into desktop mode and you pressed Steam X, nothing happened. Nothing happened. No. Oh, okay. So that's why yeah, I was that, having a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, that <laughs> made, that makes stuff. more sense. If the because I was like, I was like, yeah, this is kind of annoying. I'm not sure why Dally complained this much about it, but that makes more sense if that's the case. Um, you should. By the way, you you would have loved seeing me because I had the Steam Deck propped up on like two boxes to get it to like eye height. I had a I had a, a long ass cute. Yeah. I had a I had my little. Uh, Oh, and there goes my camera. You guys <laughs> I had my splitter uh, with like five USB splitter plugged in to the Steam Deck, and I had my keyboard. I had a bunch of others. It was it was kind of uh, kind of messy, but that's that's how I got it to work. That's how I got it to work. No, I respect that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, suffice to say, yeah, uh, with the exception of um, you know, strictly non steam things i have not needed to go to desktop mode um for anything that emulation i can think of the, emulation is really the only thing that i went into emulation is is yeah. pretty much is pretty much it i mean you know uh, a lot of times if something gets frozen particularly like actually the only thing that's frozen is also <laughs> emulation um by the way don't put um a game to sleep that that doesn't work yeah. um emulation works a little bit differently than 
a native proton layer game. Um, you know, the process, if you try and sleep an emulation process that, uh, the game, the game will, it will crash. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's been, it's been good. When I, when I got mine, um, when was it, like a, a little over, when was it? End of February, I think I got, got mine, like a month and a half ago or month, whatever it was. However, however long ago, it was two months ago. At this point, who knows? Um, a lot of that stuff still wasn't working well. Uh, right. they've, they've actually done system updates and OS updates since then based off the feedback from me, freaking FOMO, but I got to buy the first thing out there, um, <laughs> complaining all the time. That's why I complained. Things were so difficult. You had to go into uh, desktop mode to get certain games to load into Steam. I had to open up Steam in desk in Linux desktop mode to get games that I had that weren't necessarily Steam officially Steam that were of you know other games that I had loaded up on on my card uh, on the S the X whatever the micro SD card whatever um, to get them to function. And so that was I mean, that's still the case though, isn't it? It's still the case, but uh, back then, back then, God, it feels like it was like five <laughs> years ago, two months ago. It was, uh, it was a lot more difficult. Again, part of that was just thirty-five days ago. It was that keyboard was a big part of it, and and me being again, I'm I'm big on user interface. User interface should be number one uh, at yeah. the base of everything. At the same and token, I, user user interface. If we're talking about, if we're going to make the equation of two an xbox or sony system they're not going to expect no those are horrible (laughs) well no no but i'm saying is that you're not going to you're not going to expect to walk into one of those ecosystems and be like all right time to figure out how to load up my out of ecosystem games no 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 and and then again i i I still don't know how to use the ps5 (laughs) say exactly a year later we don't yeah um no i i think it's the uh uh it, it that aspect, because and this again, this is because a lot of games still weren't Steam verified. I had a ton of games that were oh, okay. just ready to go, and so you you did have to kind of sideload some stuff in. And it was a, it wasn't necessarily that it was it was bad to do. It just took a long time to get certain things up and running. Um, the emulator, the emulator stuff, yeah, I had to get into coding. I had to actually like learn some Linux stuff to get some of these emulators to load up, but. Um, and which is which is crazy how so this is what's this is what i'm really excited about with um with steam deck is that so yeah it's it's been 45 ish days right since it first came out um and it put one thing to people that are really excited about um pcs and especially about linux pcs um they won't shut up about it and they will try very hard to make sure that everybody knows about it. So, like, the coalescing around something like this is going to be and has been already extremely powerful stuff. Um, uh, MUDEC is one example um, of that. It runs in it or it installs and runs Emulation Station, which basically preloads. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, the raw stuff for every emulator out there. Um, you have to uh, legally obtain uh, firmware and other associated bin files, um, and and of course legally obtain your ROMs in order to uh, to play them. Uh, but everything else is raw done there for you. You can load up an entire you know your entire ROM li- library and also add those things to Steam if you were so inclined, or you can just use the emulation um, emulation station UI if you want to just do it that way. Um, 
that kind of thing is going to happen repeatedly uh, through it's going to be steam oriented stuff it's going to be emulation oriented stuff it's going to be mod oriented stuff you know there's going to be at some point there's going to be a mod loader application that people are going to make to put out there and whether it runs native in steam or whether it runs off desktop mode um but the other part that's going to happen is that uh, those kind of people are also the kind of people that make extremely in-depth guides that are also Mm -hmm. accessible and obtainable um and that kind of stuff so it's I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I don't know. I, I, I know that Dally, you had some, um, you had some stuff about the hardware build. Um, I'm personally am, uh, I'm personally, especially with how you put me on it, uh, expectation wise, it was above my expectations based on where you put me. Um, uh, the, the analog sticks especially are are extremely good. They're really good. I don't have any issue with the animal with the analog sticks. For me, it's the button. There's some kind of squishiness to the button, but you know, the I, steam, I, the steam and option buttons, especially, are squishy. Um, the squishy. start and so sele- yeah. the start and select ones aren't aren't too bad, um, but if the steam and the the option buttons were tactile, if they had that's, a click, that's a, a tactile and not flush. I am not a sorry. I'm I'm reaching out down to pick up the thing. Um, I'm, I'm not a I'm not Keeping a fan. Keeping it on the floor that lets you know. How the it case, feels about I'm that. not a fan of uh, of flush buttons in anything because it makes it difficult for someone who's who is blindly looking. You know, I will say I will say that if like the Steam had had one like a one raise nub and then like option yeah, had yeah. two or Something. some or even or even just one raise nub on. Yeah, on either one because you know they're on your two different thumbs that would be good they're, i agree and, that's, and again that, those are those are the little design things that to me um people don't pick up on it i i pick up on it because i live in i live in this space where i'm really looking at how do how is the average person going i can't find if i'm playing if i'm playing like this i can't find the steam button because it, i you know oh there it is i have to look over and find out where it is to to push it because of, of how yeah. it's a little a little tiny little bump on it or yeah great the time the tiniest would have done all the difference like for instance the best button the best controller from a button standpoint and i still believe it is the super nes controller because it had concave and or convex and concave buttons you're like i know exactly and which it's only the button. american version which is it's funny. only the american version um <laughs> but like i will I, say for yeah, i love for, these analog sticks are great um, from from my hand size, um, the only thing that I would change is that on the back, um, my hands end up like going in a little bit. So I want this oh, to really? be further. Oh, if it, if if this curve wasn't as steep, because it you know oh, kind I, of yeah, I can get it. It yeah. bevels out. So like if it was a little bit yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be great. I kind of touch the. I don't know how it is for you. I. When I have my hand back there, I kind of touch the back, the back of the or the end of those rear buttons. I'm like I'm feeling the ridge when I keep my hand back there more than the actual button. Yes. Yeah, and I and again that's maybe it's just I'm holding it wrong, but um, that's how I'm. I would have liked. To I don't know. I mean, I will. I will say though, over overall, um, my just my initial takeaway: the screen is actually uh, better than I expected. Yeah. The screen is much better than I expected for an 800p uh, LED. 
don't need, or, you don't need more than that. You, you really, really don't. don't. I mean, like, the, honestly, the biggest improvement that they could do, leave it the exact same resolution, even drop it to 720p um, to keep it for the same aspect ratio and make it OLED, and that's about as good as you would need it. Um, 720p also makes it really easy for scaling if that's how they wanted to go. Um, if they make a Steam Deck 2, and I, I think... I they hope that with, uh, I hope that with what we've seen so far, that happens. Um, yeah, I mean, you make a 720p OLED, and this thing's easy, easy money. Um, Have you gotten a Xbox Cloud going yet? Oh, I didn't. I, I literally, I literally, I spent, I spent all my time setting up Emulation Station, and then um, I, I forget how many. Get, uh, Get cloud loaded up on there because I'm surprised. It's just it's washed out, and I think it's the visuals yeah. are washed out because it's streaming. It's not. It's not. It's not. So I mean, here's that. But then, and that's another. That's one another one of those examples of like stuff that I'm excited about because, yeah. you know, what we saw was somebody putting in time to make, in you know, basically poured over the edge browser into Linux, sure, pretty fast, um, and so like, are we going to see? Somebody also, or you know, whether it's Microsoft with Valve or, or whatever, also port something more native for cloud uh, for Game Pass Cloud. Um, I hope so. Yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah, I mean, so far it's been great. I going to sleep. Won't go into sleep. I have to hold the power button and get it to go to sleep. And can't say I have that problem, Deli. There you go. I, had, I finally went to sleep. It's again. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm. Being, uh, I think part of it is being. Oh shit! The screen clicks. Can you hear uh, this? Oh, Deli. I don't know if you can hear that. A little bit. That? It's like is the it's, it's, it's sticking. It's not. Oh, it's Deli. not sticking. It's clicking again. Early adopter syndrome. Which I be, it for me it definitely is a part of the issues that I had was the early and I I, I kind of talked about it a little bit but be, again and I mentioned to folks wait because they're gonna get all these bugs out and even the stuff that you're things that you're loving I'm sure they're they're definitely working on fixing other aspects of this too um, but uh, and again that's why I was head issues with some of the build stuff and you can you can hear that yeah. I never even noticed that before. but um. I, yeah, because like it's like even even stuff like with the store UI or the library UI, um, I I don't see sure. Yeah, on my on mine. Um, Shit! All right, Tigers one. Yeah, no, I think um, the UI stuff. I think you again. UI is because I'm so used to the UI here. The UI on any other. I guarantee. Listen, the 3ds's user interface. Yeah, is yeah. I was gonna say. Stupidly easy. You don't need to go more than that. The switch is horrible because you can't. It's just it's yeah, just organized. Move well. move from the switch oh. UI over to the over to the Steam Deck UI, and it's um. It's definitely yeah. You're you, you're you're all right. It's you're like oh yeah no this is this is fine. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's fewer menus. Keep everything very basic. Again, this is why I love mobile. De I don't, mobile device UI to me is. It's a. It's it's kind of been perfected. It's been perfected, and I know even I mean the Steam Deck and the Switch. 
don't match what the phone and the 3ds ended up doing which was you know what fuck it here just take everything put everything out there and organize it however you want it and i think that to me is we'll get there we'll get there but um i'm i'm really glad it's you're you're what i was interested in hearing from you because you're a pc gaming guy first right um and so you're for this i think it's this is your mark. You're the you're the you're the person that Gabe specifically designed the Steam Deck for. Yeah. I think that's I think I think I knew going into it. I had a Gabe going is into standing it. in front of a carnival yeah. game, yeah. barking out at the people, and Taylor has a, yeah. a fistful of dollar bills ready to go. No, I mean I you know I I I I, be, I definitely felt that you would probably really like this from that standpoint. From the standpoint of it's it's uh it's Steam Deck. It's Steam, but there's also a little bit of open source to it. But it's it's definitely a PC device, um, and it really does simplify the PC gaming experience, makes it more digestible. Now, again, I I keep telling I've had conversations out there. I'm like, it's not this thing because this is a different market. It's a different. Yeah. These controllers, these things come off. You can't do that on a Switch. These come off for a reason because it's a toy. Yeah. Um, uh, the Steam Deck is aimed at at guys like you folks that are really it's, into PC gaming or folks that really want to try the, the PC Steam gaming Deck is definitely a toy, but in a different sense, it's a toy. Like how uh, I have a classic car that I like to dig tank around with. It is. It's in the child sense. It's a thing it, that I want to play with and I want, it's to, a $500 toy. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine, imagine this. It's, it's, Instead of the classic car, yeah. it's more of just like a slightly older muscle car. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, because it because it's not a classic where you're like, I'm going to fix this up, maintain it for the rest of my life. This is an '80s car where you're like, I'm going to fix this up, and then I'm going to drive it a lot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, but it but it but it you know, but it takes your effort and your love to, <laughs> to get to that point. It's a, it's a um, transam, not a <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. No, I was going to say I think um what the Steam Deck's doing and again, I I and I've said it before and I'm I'm going to say it again. Steam Deck version 2, Steam Deck version 3. I really hope Valve continues with this because it's changing the way games on PC are presented and they're they're accessible. It's making it more of a console-like experience, I'm... which is more accessible to people who aren't PC gamers. And I want to see Valve really push the Steam Deck. I want to see more form factors, by the way. I want to see a smaller Steam Deck version. I want to see one that, yeah. you know, I want to see them, I want to see a VR Steam Deck and all-in-one. I really want to see, see them push this, direction to see the effect that the steam deck will have on pc game development yeah that's that's the biggest thing i completely because like if it becomes successful enough there's going to have to be a point where they're going to start reeling in as opposed to trying to push the games to be as beautiful and as perfect and just like well crafted like they're gonna reel it in it's like it needs to be as perfect as it can look on a steam on deck. the steam deck. completely agree and that's going to benefit that's actually a lot of people that's a going to benefit of... not needing to not necessarily being a hunt everyone needing to be thirsty for whatever you know yeah. graphics yeah, card yeah. is coming out or whatever like then that will yeah i mean good. the only the only thing is that i back to like an enthusiast hobby yeah. or something yeah. i don't see it 
don't. Getting I don't. getting there. I don't. Um, I would. I would I, I'm curious. I think that would be. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Um, I will say, I would. It would not surprise me for certain niches to target it. Double A, um, but it's not triple A experiences, and not well, the I mean, correct. I, I I can almost although to that point, I can almost see them saying, okay. Uh, this game isn't on Steam. This game is on Steam Deck. Yeah, and maybe Steam's base version, like the the base uh, thing you get for Steam, is the Steam Deck. Uh, like Steam basically says, "Hey, does it work on Steam Deck? Okay, cool. Now, can you check the box for like higher end? Can you check the box for lower end? And you know, you you got to make it function on Steam Deck. Is kind of what I'm saying." That seems complicated, and nobody's going to go for that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a cool idea, in, in, yeah. uh, in my opinion. I, th- I think it's I think it's a finite. Wait, well, a lot of what's going to end up happening is going to be organic from community, yeah. Um, yeah. as far as what really ends up developing um, that you we don't, ex- don't expect yet. The, you could definitely see some developers with their big AAA titles, like. If the Steam Deck became a thing, be like, well, maybe we don't need to make Call of Duty like this, like the uh, you know, four K. Or, or there's what, an actual what, Steam Deck setting within. Call exactly. Of Duty. So that this is that that's much more likely, which is the fact that they are going to, they're going to dev. There'll be there'll be AAA games that target the Steam Deck. Yes, that's exactly it. Yes. Well, here's and well, here's the thing, and this is this is one of the in one of the ways where. Uh, the Switch will aid the Steam Deck, which is that games that or developers that want to also release their game on Switch have to create assets that also yeah. the Switch can power. Yeah. Um, and even though the Steam Deck can probably put can push it a little bit further than the Switch can, mm-hmm. they're going to overlap in those settings yeah. and yeah. some of that stuff. And so it's going to make it a lot easier for a developer to go, all right, here's a Switch or here's a uh, Steam Deck optimized. Um, yeah. version of our settings compilation wise yeah. and because the hardware is always the same you know it's it's and, and then we just get into the console talk all over again yeah. um, same 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 hardware all the always and so now you know exactly you know we know what gpu is in play we know exactly what yeah. drivers in play um, we know how it runs everybody has a steam deck it's a computer it's really easy to test on um etc etc we end up in that uh same old conversation as always so yeah, I mean that I see definitely happening where it's like optimized for Steam Deck um, as a little tagline yes. at the bottom. Yeah, um, yeah. And, that would be and nice. It, no, it's and, well, and that's the thing. Just, and the, just the, like the, the Xbox, where it's like Series X optimized. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly, and it's like you. you the minute that just you makes start, it go in reverse. It does instead yeah. of being high, like oh, this has the 4K smart delivery option. It's Steam Deck is like, oh, this is the yeah. Steam Deck 720p edition. Uh, really- well, and what I, oh. what I love about that, and I think that that to me is where I really hope that things go with this, which is the minute you load a game onto Steam Deck, it starts in the Steam Deck version, the Steam yes. Deck optimized version. Instead of saying, is this is this game optimized? That's where your little like, checkbox like, comes into play. Yeah. No, this is like, <laughs> no, no. This is, the ver- this is how it starts so you know the fidelity works on steam deck and then and you can, like i said you can go up and down from there in your in your settings but this is the base mode when it loads up on steam deck yeah do it like the I playstation do it like the playstation 5 where you get the playstation 4 version and the playstation 5 version and you <laughs> oh, choose no. which one you want to download oh, God. and wait <laughs> so just, just so i'm sure dally were you making a comment about how it is or how you want it to be 
I didn't regret I don't know. This. I would say how, it, how so, I would want it to be. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, and this, this is going to continue to change, but like, for instance, yeah, No yeah. Man's Sky, when I booted it up, it was set like it it had a specific cool. graphical setting that was already there um yeah. i didn't i did not have to uh tune it in any regard um, yeah, and, and right now it's i think it's developer they're kind of leaving it up to the developer yeah. to do that but i would love valve to say hey if you're going to make a game for steam he, just, just here are the things you need to push to make right. it a steam deck optimized so we don't have to check it it would just say yeah. All, all this is this is the Steam Deck version on the Steam Deck screen on the Steam Deck buttons. It's all set. You're good to go. Yeah, I mean, and go from there. I think I that, that to me is is user interface. Whatever. I want to believe that with how much um, user experience, sorry, with with how much uh, hubbub and and news stories there have been about Steam Deck stock and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. it's given some people notice. Hopefully, I, mean, I would Hopefully, yeah. I would hope so. Uh, it's yeah. been pretty consistent that it's been that it sold very well uh for at least as far as stock throughput is concerned so we'll see um well, although i, I can't wait for you two to get in the hotel room and compare decks together yeah <laughs> me neither i'm wondering if i should even bring mine now because taylor's bringing his i don't want to bring like 18 devices with me no i'm yeah i'm uh uh I'm, i mean i'm, I'm leaving well, my switch I, at I home I just want to say you're welcome, Taylor. That guys like me were the dumbasses to buy the the, the Steam Deck right away. I should have said tempered your expectations. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, me, me, meanwhile, I think I think in total we were probably about like two and a half minutes away from each other when it came from purchasing probably, time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. No, I um I'm excited for the Steam Deck. I really hope they kind of take the stuff that th- we're all kind of part of the user the user uh demo group right we're the beta testers for not me because, i'm not a dumbass no you have you have plenty of other <laughs> questionable <laughs> questionable <laughs> habits my man don't worry about it this you would have bought title collections if it didn't come if you didn't get the <laughs> um no i think uh these first this first year of steam deck i think is really gonna help shape obviously it's gonna chop, help shape the future of what um pc gaming from the Steam standpoint, really could be because if it ends up maintaining, which it it, it might hopefully maintaining the direction, then I will know personally that any game that I buy on Steam is going to work on my Steam Deck. Right now, yeah. still not the case. And that I think to me was when the Steam Deck initially launched. It was not. It was. Is it optimized? Yeah. But what does optimized mean? It means. Yeah. It, we didn't know, and so. But going the, forward, if people the, realize that there's enough sales of the Steam Deck this warrants us making sure that the there's a steam deck optimized version i think to me that is a fantastic advantage for or that's a fantastic bu- bullet point for steam for pc gaming that really opens it up to folks like me who are more mostly console honestly um elden ring did did a huge part because of Jeff Grubb did a huge part. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff was, I mean, he was like, I wouldn't have beaten Elden Ring if I didn't have a steam deck, which, uh, which is always a funny one to me, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't get it to run at 60. Um, the CPU is just straight up. The CPU on the steam deck is, Elden is Ring. What you mean? Elden Ring. Yeah. yeah for, for Elden Ring. Um, you cannot get Elden Ring to run at uh 60 FPS, on the steam deck is the cpu is is not strong enough um there was a video that we shared in the discord the other day uh i think we shared it in our discord um there's a dude who there's there's so there's an m.2 port inside this uh the steam deck uh there's not a pci slot which is where graphics cards normally go but there's 
if the technology is there, they'll figure it out. So he hooked up a AMD 6900 XT, the the best video card that AMD currently makes. Um, this is equivalent to like a 3090 uh, on the NVIDIA side. Even with that graphics card, it, and it, run, it works, by the way. The, the Steam Deck can make use of this external graphics card as a GPU. Um, and even with that, they could not hit 60 FPS um, reliably. It's just the CPU is too limited um, when it comes to that stuff. So, uh, But anybody that plays the Switch knows um, 30 FPS sometimes is cinematic enough. And if you yeah. can play at a solid frame rate at 30 FPS, that's usually good enough. I think so. what's going to be cool uh, with the – let me see if I can enlarge this image here – with the Steam Deck is people are going to start doing a whole bunch of add-ons to the Steam Deck. Like there's ports, there's all kinds of stuff. You're going to see people mod the crap out of it. You're going to see accessories. I think yeah. um, it'll probably end up uh, eventually, hopefully, looking something like what this. What are you pulling up? This is, this yeah. is the oh. future <laughs> Steam Deck right there. It's like people are going to be adding all kinds of shit onto the Steam Deck. And I Let me tell you, the... This the subreddit for for Steam Deck has been pretty funny. They were they were like, uh, you know, because of the CAD drawings are out there, so they're just in Blender putting shit on there. And it's just like, here's the um, here's the version of the Steam Deck where the Radeon sixty nine hundred XT is inside the case <laughs> and stuff like Here that. It is. But here it is. No, I think uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I think there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen with the Steam Deck. I I. As it, like I said, as a dumbass, I'm one, always one of the first ones to buy buy stuff. Uh, I've got to not do that, but I get FOMO. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, I we're going I mean, to PAX, I, and I'm going to be standing next to you. So yeah, I know. I, listen, I bought my 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 big ass um, battery uh, battery there pack also go. arrived today. That thing charged up, ready to go. Twenty six thousand eight hundred milliampere of power, ready to wow. go. There we go. You can see us next week at PAX East. We're trying to steam. We got two panels. We try to stream both these panels, um, uh, which hopefully we'll get them. I'm sure. Time. I'm sure that we won't run we'll into any technical out. issues. Well, no technical issues. Whatsoever. Between the three uh, of us, yeah, we, yeah, we got it. We got this. We got and by the it, three of it. us, I mean Taylor. <laughs> you get Taylor. Taylor, what did I do? Uh, no, we'll figure. We'll figure this shit out. We'll figure it out. But uh, until PAX East, we I may do a so you're going to PAX episode of the show on like tuesday as a fun thing tuesday evening um packing once again packing all done i say i my flight leaves tuesday night at like 11 p.m oh you oh nice that's right you're going tuesday night oh yeah no literally literally red eyeing red eyeing into okay uh, that's right yeah cool cool, shipping up to boston as a wise man once said so tuesday night your flight is 11 ish which is uh with, like t- with one, time zone conversions one, and all two, that whole two, 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 two o'clock Eastern. You're landing like seven, eight o'clock. In, seven, eight o'clock uh, in the morning. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. Warm up the uh, warm up the East Coast for us. Yeah, JJ, it's gonna be nice. With yeah, maybe maybe Tuesday we'll do a fun little so you're going to PAX episode for those of us who are. Uh, <laughs> who are good. But uh, but you can wait until then because um, we're gonna sign off for tonight. It's yes. uh, we've actually pulled an hour know. and a half. This was the I'm Taylor catching up on, uh, on Steam Deck show. So, um, no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Taylor, thank you. Oh, wait. Here you go. Make a reunion video where everyone arrives. Taylor's <laughs> the last one to arrive. So Yeah, I'm coming late night to, on Wednesday. 
Yeah, twelve hours plus 11, 11 12 hours after uh, after J Day arrives. <laughs> yeah. there, there'll be nothing left of Boston when you when sh- you show up. But uh, yeah. it'll be fun next week. Uh, definitely stay tuned. We're going to be doing podcasts. We'll try to try to do at least like short podcasts each night. Uh, short shows from the from the hotel room when we're all delirious, which is always a lot of fun. Delirious um, in three sheets. <laughs> deli- yeah, exactly. three sheets Maybe we'll do it from the from the Weston uh, lobby bar. Who knows? But uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, you can find us at sidequesting.com, sidequesting TV on Twitch, sidequesting on YouTube. Uh, you can find us individually at Taylor Bliss right there. That's it. At the underscore double underscore j which is not written there but that's fine at yeah. dolly Demoski. just find us in the discord you guys know where to look it's a lot of fun in the discord a lot of great peeps popping in there hello to all the new people who are uh who've been joining us because of packs you guys get the bump during party season yeah. uh definitely check out our party list share the party list that does help because um we are the go-to site Basically, yeah. one there's there's several sites out. There's a few sites out there that have party. This lists, may surprise but, you looking yeah. at this screen, but we are the party people. <laughs> <laughs> old gray hair, no hair. It's all the same, man. I'm old, I'm the old guy. Uh, but yeah, we looking forward to seeing these these gentlemen, seeing Taylor again for the first time in like ten years ten, or something. Almost ten years, Dally. Yeah. Seeing JJ for the first time in person ever. So that'll be cool. Same. Uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Anyways, we'll see you on the next episode of the Side Quest. Thank you. See you next time. Next See you. <laughs>